like we started rolling two messes i <laughs> i believe we have all right yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> to episode 35 of the sick shack high shack mm. low shack um so the mango durban shack it's uh el nino season so I don't know, we're having this conversation. Does the cold make people sick or is it just people are most susceptible to getting sick? And I told you that the cold actually makes people sick and um, I believe you googled it and you found that it does. It turns out it's sort of true. So if you're in your pillow, or not in your pillow, but in your like bed or mm. on your couch watching this, sneezing, mm. we are one, we stand with you. Actually, we're three. This mm. is Jean. Three. That's number one. So this is Ramsey. And we have a special guest here, the I, person who makes yeah. all this possible. So my name is Cliff, and I'm a Black African entrepreneur, and I'm glad to be on Think Shack. These days, you have to um, yeah. specify that you're a Black African. Mm. Not like before, when you could just say you were African, everyone assumed you're Black because Elon Musk is African too. Mm. Did you know that? But he ain't Black. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't even think he's white. He's like a weird species of human being. That's that's also like um, what what you call yourself a medium, right? Like mm. you sent a medium link in the WhatsApp, WhatsApp group, and then I checked it out, and it's like I saw you writing yeah. about um, uh, some of the burdens of being a black entrepreneur. So for those of you who don't know, medium is a platform where you can go and write your own blogs. Yeah, you know, just like talk about your mixes. It's it's very uh, unique. an interesting fact about medium. It is, is it was actually started by one of the founders of Twitter back mm. in 2012 but just something you said concerning the mask color how many colors in terms of races are there well first of all black. a small point of correction not to be pedantic as ramsey would say but there's <laughs> only one race is the human race so if, if, if you're talking about ethnicities i'd say probably like five so it's black white yellow <laughs> well there's three yeah, like yellow <laughs> that is that's what they call it yeah. no, I mean, no i mean listen yeah. black we're not black neither of us is black here but yeah, it's called yeah, black white yeah, nobody's as white black. as a piece of paper so yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah. so is, is there a color called black, brown yeah, yeah there's brown, there's brown, brown. As well. indians yeah indians. indians and filipinos and yeah, yeah. and then there's what to show correct then that's four four colors black white yellow and brown yes so four uh, or is that the case or? i feel like we just came off with a very medieval way very <laughs> crude and uncivilized <laughs> categorizing sounds like a witch yeah so anyway you were telling us the struggles of being a black entrepreneur yeah i i did write an article on medium as, and as john put it medium is a platform where you can write articles mm-hmm. it's from the states it's an mm-hmm. interesting place because it's also like a social network where different from having a blog your article can can go up and down yeah. in the algorithm of medium and yeah, get more views. yeah. so it's yeah. a platform that i've been using for a while now i believe the last four years what's the name of your blog but, for uh, those watching i actually don't have a blog right now I mean, but is... I publish on Medium as myself, as oh, Cliff. Okay. So my name is Cliff Amani. Again, I'm a Black African entrepreneur. Yeah. I that's I think that's what I identify as. I identify yeah. as a Black African. That's what I identify. So, so what are some of the problems that Black African, African entrepreneurs face? Well, for one, there's a ceiling. Um, mm. Probably it's just the rest. Probably it's just being Black. Probably it's the mentality you have. But it's almost like there's a ceiling to how high and successful you can become. Okay. And probably the specific article I wrote. I don't know if you got a chance to go through it. Yeah, I quickly skimmed through it. I, I sp- 
all of the writing that I've done on Medium, I do it more of as, as a self self reflection, mm. and also as just I just journal my experience. Yeah. <laughs> so it may be wrong, it may be right, depending on how you look at it. But mm-hmm. that's just my experience. Could you define the, the ceiling a bit more? Yeah. I'm curious, like with the I, I'll have to explain how other races in right. the continent approach business first. Right. <sighs> that's why you asked. Yeah. I, I, I think maybe just as the start of the interview, maybe I, I should say part of what I'm doing entrepreneurship wise. Mm. I am the founder of Podstart. Yeah. Our studio partners. Yeah. <laughs> Literally <laughs> where we're recording right now. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so Clifford is. So, yeah, Podstart does offer convenience for podcasters, yeah. especially in the country, but we're hoping to work with podcasters from all over the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you've already recorded a lot of podcasts here. I think it's probably part of a personality problem that I have, but I do have an obsessive personality. When I'm doing something, you hear that, I ladies? All in. Mm. And so, for the last five months, Five and a half months probably my life has been all port start. It's all I've been thinking about when I wake up. Every yeah. strategy that I come up with it's regards to port start. Yeah. The new people that I meet have been able to meet amazing people like Think Shark John and Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. We're amazing. amazing and, yeah, and the amazing team that I also work out. Shout out to everybody who has assisted us. Yeah. 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 Behind the camera. Yeah. Um, and we have Colo today yeah. and every other Colo on the decks. <laughs> so like um, so, I, I guess okay. uh-huh. uh, when I was when I was growing up, there were certain things that were taboo. Yeah. Like talking about money. Mm-hmm. If you grew up in a household like mine with a typical African dad, you wouldn't talk about money in the sense that you, you, you wouldn't even know how much he actually earns. Mm-hmm. But it's different in other communities. I had friends who were Asian, Indian, and they would tell me about their experiences where their father would maybe open a bookshop or a hardware yeah. store or something, yeah. and they would let them man the books. They would literally be 10 years old recording cash transactions and understanding mm-hmm. how much the business makes. And mm-hmm. they, they consider the father did this and did that. In addition to that, there's also a level of pride that comes from taking over a business that was started by your grandfather, yeah. given to your father, then now it's given to you and you're now tasked with it. And even how they approach school yeah, is different. Yeah, it goes down generation. Because black Africans are normally like, oh, go to school and study, go and be an engineer. Yeah. Mostly it's because so that you can make a lot of money and take the family out of hardship, which is hardship. not yeah. bad. But the way the other communities approach is more like, go and study engineering so that you can lead the engineering team that you're in the company that your father yeah. started and you're going to take over the company in a few years. Yeah. So they have a level of pride to it. And then, so what it means is that when you start a business in any of these African communities, which are not black, you you come, you're given tools in terms of knowledge, in terms of expertise, and in terms of help from your family. As a black African entrepreneur, and again, this could be different from case to case, but from what I've noticed, there's a lot of problems that comes when, when you start a business. Mm. For, uh, let me pose a question to both of you. Can either one of you name a successful black African family business? Well, and, and so they, they, they were successful until they uh, weren't, because uh, I can immediately think of um, uh, Tuskies. Okay, Tuskies. Tuskies. I actually wanted to comment on Tuskies. Yeah. Do you have any examples? Tuskies is the first one I came to. Well, I don't know. You could say, uh, shit, there's one I had in mind, but I don't know. Okay, do you go to the Africans, like the pure Africans? Or even so the funny because it's so hard to like, think of them. Yeah. Tell me to name Indian ones. I'll yeah, I was going to yeah. say Chandarana or something. Yeah, 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 the Indian yeah. ones are so easy to, to remember. But again, it's because of the culture that they inculcate for that favors business. As like the case of Tuskies. I don't know if this is what exactly happened, but from what yeah. it seemed, the successful black African businesses are not family businesses. They are businesses that maybe a, a father built 
and yeah. then eventually let it for the kids to handle. Right. And then the kids just messed it all up because of many reasons. You can find even kids uh, stealing money, mm-hmm. engaging in fraudulent activities that would affect the whole business, and then it tumbles down. But the culture of this is, I think, similar, and and they even accused the CEO for doing fraudulent activities. Yeah, yeah, that's actually what led to Tusker's collapse. It was all an inside thing, you know. Yeah, so basically, and also another weird fact that is also in other communities. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I used to live in Mombasa. Okay. This is actually my second year in Nairobi. If you recognize him and if you're from Mombasa, say, (laughs) Salama, or what are they doing? Wanano. Yeah. (laughs) Put that in the comments. You guys were in Coast. Yeah. There's a town that yeah, guys yeah. from Mombasa um, refer to guys who are not from Mombasa or Coast. They say you want to talk about Oh, Bara, yeah. I heard that. I have never quite understood what that actually meant, but it means different things coming from different people. Because for some people, especially some guys, would say it in a, in a demeaning way. Like you're not one it's of like us. A, it's like a gringo. Well, what Bara means is continent. You're from the continent. Because yeah. when we in Swahili, we have Bara na Pwani. Pwani is the coast, coast. the coastline, and Bara is the continent. Mainland. Yeah, so it's like you're continental. You're coming from inland. You're not from the coast. That's just literally what it means. So Sorry. basically, in some of these other communities, or I've been to just what I wanted to say, I stay. It's yeah. a little bit similar to Mombasa, mm-hmm. that the community has like Muslims. Yeah, yeah. But partly is that I, the the people in this community fall in the side of family business where they support each other. Right. And like. Yeah. I, again, there's still blacks, small Somalis, and there's still blacks here, yes, but yeah. their culture is a little bit different than other people. You can say the Kenyan, for example. I think that's the only the most example. Just say that one more time. The Kenyan one, I think. The Kenyan ones. Yeah, because other Africans you find are very different. Uh, but even within the Kenyans, there's a subset. But in general, yeah. I agree with So you. There's, a, there's a level of support they get when they start mm-hmm. a business. Like, let's say you belong to this particular community, and then you start a. Let me say you start a hardware shop. Mm. They will inform mm. everybody in their community. That just sounds that. like a fancy place to sell dildos. Dildos. <laughs> you sell hardware. <laughs> yeah, they would literally inform everybody in their community that from today, henceforth, everybody is going to buy all their hardware mm. materials from Software this too. person. Mm. And then now you, as the owner of the hardware, you're, en- you're entitled basically to provide the best possible service yeah. because all this business is going to come to you. Right. And like now on our side of the community, where we have this competition even amongst our own siblings and amongst yeah. our families we're not we're not able to support each other fully there's there's a concept about uh, uh, around that we were talking about with jean this uh, this morning it's like um uh, we, we love memes literally the whole essence of think shack is exploring memes to their extremes just, be, just before you talk about memes ramsey uh-huh. can i read a little excerpt yeah from sure. one the article titled The Curse of the Black African Family Business, a Racial Divide Entrepreneurship. That's one. And two, there's an article I wrote yesterday night I published today in the morning. What's it called? I would like to read a little bit of an excerpt. Oh, it's, 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 it's in regard to podcasting, actually. Go ahead. So first, the excerpt on The Curse of the Black African Family Business. So this excerpt, I've titled it the ideal family business Mm -hmm. rather than the pretentious tolerance of family members the ideal family business members are are very welcoming and supportive of each other the family must have open and honest conversations about finance strategy and innovation that will scale up the business this family can only thrive in the market by implementing strong business values and incorporating discipline and grit in their business Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so let me read another excerpt from an article titled Why You Should Write, Document, or Start a Podcast for Your Business. I'm only reading the first section. Mm. This article emphasizes the crucial role of content creation and podcasting for businesses. Whether you're a marketing manager, a chief executive, or an expiring entrepreneur, you should consider creating content for your organization or business. Content creation exists in a space that allows you to market and promote without feeling without it feeling like marketing and promotion. There are various mm-hmm. methods of content creation, but based on my bias, I'd urge you to start a podcast. What's a podcast? A podcast is a digital media made for audio or visual consumption on the internet, which can be downloaded or streamed. Just like a TV show, a podcast can be structured yeah. into a series of episodes or even seasons that come. The way I like to think topics. of it is a podcast is yeah. like a small radio station. And well, I mean, literally, the history of podcasts is in the late 90s. It started with internet radio. And then, you know, when the RSS system um, of sharing, you know, like RSS, you know, like if you have an RSS feed, like... That's, we, that's old school technology for you Gen Z's. Yeah, but it's yeah. still working. Like if we post, if I post on Anchor FM, um, it uses RSS to also post on Apple Podcasts. Distribute uh, Yeah, exactly. So like RSS stands for really simple syndication. Mm-hmm. And when they had like like um, the enclosure, so you could also like load files into the s- s- uh, syndication si- signal, then it became possible for people to start their own internet radios. And like, can, can you expound on how syndication works? Uh, I'm not entirely sure about the details, but it's it's a kind of protocol for sharing information, I believe. Okay, I think websites. there's different uh, definitions of syndication. Uh-huh. In, in this sense, I think, from what I've heard, is uh-huh. where you, I guess, try and promote pod, uh, podcasts, I guess, or try and promote digital content creators. Uh-huh. Let me finish the last section yeah. again. Long gone are the days when marketing at a high level could only be done by companies slash corporate entities with huge budgets. Currently, the internet has disrupted the marketing industry as we know it. My name is Cliff. I believe in the expression and creation of do you, content. Do you say your name in literally every no, article? No, not, not, not every article. <laughs> no, I mean, not every yeah. article, but... I don't know. It's kind of interesting. So there's Some no, people have actually pointed that out. There's never, cli- there's there's never any cliffhangers as to it is. You always know it is. It's more about giving the reader perspective on who I am and why yeah. I'm writing it. Yeah. Probably why I know a little bit. No, absolutely. I mean, it makes sense. Plus, it's, just yeah. being facetious. Plus, plus, it's his style as well. You know Banksy? You know about Banksy? The guy Banksy, who did graffiti yeah. earlier? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he sells his art now for millions of dollars. But then his, he was just signing his stuff like Banksy. I don't know why he became like popular, but that was Fucking just Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, eventually... No, that, not, not that I think about it, I think I've done it in two articles. Mm. Oh, okay. The Curse of the Black, yeah, and this the one. The Curse too. of the Black? And actually, um, the, 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 the last time... Sounds I, like an interesting point. The last time I wrote an article before, like, 20 hours ago... This guy hasn't like, watched Pirates of the Caribbean. That's why he literally have, doesn't recognize the Curse of the Black Pearl. I know. Oh, yeah. And, like, it sounds like a... No, but go yeah. into it. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. No. I mean, it might be a parody. Well, so, um, I believe in the expression and creation of content at your own terms. Mm-hmm. On your own terms, and I'm here to talk about podcasting. Over the last few years, content creation and podcasting have become increasingly important in the world of business. It's hard to ignore the impact of content creators, more specifically podcasters, concerning online influence. By creating engaging content, businesses can attract potential customers and retain existing ones. Content creation can also help establish businesses to become thought leaders in their respective industries. Last section. Podcasting. Okay. 
has become a great tool and path to connect with audiences on a more personal level and build brand loyalty. Starting a podcast can help you demonstrate your expertise and provide valuable insights to listeners. In short, the future of marketing revolves around content creation and the world of content creation revolves around podcasting. With a world full of surprises, we're here to see the heights that podcasts like the Joe Rogan Experience or ThinkShark will reach. I'm excited about the future of this new industry and I'm looking forward to listening and observing the growth of podcasts from all over the world. So podcast, would you yeah, would say? We say I podcast. Feel like this, I don't know why I feel this weird urge to clap. Oh, yes. <laughs> you can clap actually. Yeah, actually as long as we use hands. Medium actually yeah. has a clap. So that's the yeah, exactly. System. It's so the last. So, so would you say that? Uh, would you say that uh, podcasting helps you build influence? It does. It does. Mm-hmm. Podcasters are gonna be the new age of rockstars mm-hmm. in the future. Okay, so you know what else helps you build influence? I want to transition. No, no, no. Before you <laughs> before we get under the influence of alcohol, that, yeah. Here's a quick trivia: Who coined the term podcast? I actually don't know. The first time I ever saw the word podcasts, podcast was in 2011. I had this little. Um, it was like, aha, I revealed myself. And I, I am the one podcast yeah. you have seen me for the first time. Yeah, no. I, 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 I don't know who came up with the word. Though. The guy who came up with the word is like a journalist called Ben Hammersley. Guys, in case you didn't know, Ramsey is high. <laughs> like, that's what that was. <laughs> which, which year was the word coined? Or when it was, was the in 2004. Podcast? I used to think that podcast came from, you know, back when iPods were so popular. Yeah, because... And then because you'd listen to it and read on your iPod, they'd call it like a podcast. It's like the iPod version of a broadcast. I never had any... I never had any any thoughts on it, weirdly enough. What? Never had any thoughts on the word podcast. You've never had any thoughts? I just thought it was like that, by convention. I mean, it's a portmanteau, so it's always interesting to want to know where did this come from, you know? For sure. Like, why would you not say broadcast? Why would you say podcast? podcast? It's, mm. it's like pod start. Pod uh, as soon as I heard their name, I was like, I need to figure out what the logic yeah. was. And then I think, oh, I will help you start your yeah. podcast. So, it's, a, it's, you know, it's a really nice it, It's like a kind of like a little detective game you play. In case you guys missed it, pod start helps uh, budding content creators get out there. Uh, they have the equipment. They have the the space. The studio is in South You can get the, the location. Some people just like to show up yeah. without any calls or whatever. Yeah. Where is the studio located? So, anyway... No, where, where is the studio located? The no, studio is located in Nairobi, Kenya. We are currently on Mombasa Road in South Sea. <laughs> we are stop. available portably as well. Yeah. So this is my alcohol review. Let's okay. at least bring the alcohol to the table. I wish we had a Bluetooth screen <laughs> so we could play Mwaki in the studio. Mswaki. Mswaki. The this song. Is so it's song like a toothbrush, isn't it? Like a viral. Did you, did you see My that song movies. was the most viral right, song? What are we starting with? Castle or what? Uh, Sierra? I don't know if it was the most viral though. I, I don't Sorry. remember saying that. I feel like the, the, I was like the brief and I was like, damn. Though, though I checked the streams, the streams are pretty wild. On Spotify, it's crazy. So, like, the, the, I guess the question is here, like, what made it go viral? What is it about the song Mwaki that makes it such an air one? Because it sounds like Mikey Baki. I, I, I think it's the duality <laughs> of <laughs> the... Mwaki <laughs> 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 
What? It's like an oxymoron. You hear, mm. you hear the the Kikuyu language in the background with the house. Is that EDM house instrument? But I mean, yeah, it's EDM. It's, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have heard this. I'm a piano song in Kikuyu called Value. It's the shittiest song you'll ever hear in your life. And I'm Value. sorry for the creator of the song, but you have no talent. No, but <laughs> and you should stop making music immediately. Cease and desist. No, be a farmer or something. Right. But like seriously, what do you think made Moati go viral? I've been asking myself that question since ever since I started seeing it in TikTok reels, although I'm not on TikTok. Because gangsters don't use TikTok. Is it could it be <coughs> the fusion of electronic beats which is so possible? Jean, are you on TikTok? No. Right. There's just like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. What is it? You, no, your personal is like uh, no, I don't know. Shit, I opened There's a tendency to, to, to see guys on TikTok as gay motherfuckers. Yeah, there is, I, I think there is. Juvenile. Imagine TikTok. Like, when you tell a girl that... When you tell a girl that, she gets really offended. Yeah, what the fuck? These things are not many smart. Chaliakana for your ceiling challenge. Oh, yeah. Woo! There goes the cherry. Would you please pass this to Rajan? Why do they have to make it sound like a fucking gunshot? Like, that's so... It's famous. part of the celebration though. Like, how will you know it's champagne? Yeah. Oh, we were saying it's packaging, but really... How, that's how like exactly did you water. open this with this? Because... Use the uh, physics. Physics. And... No, 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 no. Like a regular bottle opener. So it look like this. That side, facing that way. Uh-huh. This, this side. Uh-huh. Then oh, pry it open, yeah. Okay, oh, okay. I, I, yeah, you... yeah, sorry. Lever action. Ushamba! Well, actually, that's still not the correct way. Let me do it for you. It's, it's not getting Clearly, Ramsey has never used an opener. My brain is broken. He only drinks fine champagne. There you go. It's physics. I mean, quite frankly, even champagne is a trouble for me to open. Oh, it's open. Anything with wait, a wait, wait. Let me help you guys out. Let me help you guys out. It's uh, my weird This is like Swiss a real problem we're solving together. It's my, it's my Swiss we're such a great team here. Yeah, we're yeah. just passing it over. Wait, 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 yeah, yeah, opening experts. I think you broke it. Yeah, you broke it. What? Yeah, you did. Wait, what? How the fuck did I break it? It's twisted and shit. Like, what the fuck? Oh. I mean, you're trying to open it the weird way, so... You literally bought that set today. Not today, but like over the week. But you see, it's crooked. When oh you were doing God. this. But anyways... My poor Swiss army knife is shit. Like 40 minutes later. This is like the perfect place to have that 40 minutes later. Because we've just like had a whole conversation around trying to open one bottle of beer. Like literally that's just occupied the past I don't know how many minutes. Yeah, you broke it. Right, it did? Yeah. kind of feel like you're saying it like maliciously. <laughs> no, but you did. Look. Accusable. Look, it's crooked. No, I, I, I agree. It's just the way you say it. It's like you really want to... It's like you broke it. <laughs> It's like, it's so accusing. Maybe, maybe I am. Now I won't be able to open anything else. <laughs> In my whole life. I mean, you bought it for 250 man. You buy, buy another one for me then. <laughs> okay, fine, I will. Just show me the place here, come. You think I can find it? <laughs> they just stumble upon it. You have it. too much faith in me. <laughs> Alright, so what are we the, drinking the today? The song Mwaki is about a strict father. Who didn't want the daughter to marry someone that yeah, she wanted yeah. to marry and Father Abraham. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like I was saying, maybe it's the fusion of like electronic beats which are like global in popularity with something that sounds so natively <laughs> African. You know, it's like that what he was calling an oxymoron. I've said Father Abraham, the musical I've, version of I've an said, oxymoron. Uh, Father Abraham and I remember the nursery rhyme we used to grow up as kids, so we used to say, Father Abraham had many sperms. <laughs> I am one of them. And so are you. <laughs> 
Because it's like a straight father. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Cliff. Yes. So you said one of the problems that uh, you face as... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? What is it? I'm sorry, please continue. Contain your highness. <laughs> It's 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 the fact that I just dragged through this <laughs> and now it's stuck to my lips. Uh, oh. <laughs> let's talk about the pole world. I'm sorry, I stopped. All right, let's go. <laughs> oh wow, wow, we are uh, going hysterical on the on the. Oh, side. you were asking me something? Yeah, like yeah. um. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let me just, you know, give up on that. All right, guys, just in case this skips you, like we're drinking Sierra Lager, which is an interesting beer because this is a hundred, this five hundred ml goes for how much? <clears throat> Two twenty. Two twenty. It's quite it's cheap. Like really well priced. And I think tastes, this is Kenyan. It tastes very Kenyan, though. You can tell there's a bit I of. I suspect it's Kenyan. I just don't know which. There's a bit of bitterness made. to it, like. But I love their logo. There's a crane running away from Chinese people. I think. I don't know. What? <laughs> there's a what? Yeah, a crane running away from Chinese. People. Where did you see the crane in the Chinese? Oh, so that's the crane. You can imagine it's running away from Chinese people. It's, it's too much an death. Ostrich. It's too it's much not death. A crane. It's an ostrich. Well, oh yeah, that's no. It's a flamingo. What is this? Yeah, it's an ostrich. It's a flamingo. An ostrich Flamingos doesn't run in the water. This, this, is a, this is definitely an ostrich. You can tell yeah. it's striding its legs. Yeah, exactly. It's an ostrich. It's an ostrich. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah, it is. Okay, fine. So, um, Sierra has an ostrich on it. Just, say a, it just a random question for better. both of you. Do you guys love animals? Are you animal lovers? We love bitches. Lovers sounds like a, we love bitches. Uh, it, it sounds like a polite way to say bestiality. Yeah, we love an bitches. Lover. We love bitches. Anyways, but <laughs> no. I'm not really an animal lover to be honest. Uh, I, I, I don't hate like, them. Actually, pets I, like dogs. I don't hate them. I wouldn't mind. I would, growing up, we had cats and dogs. Um, I've had a cat too, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I I I, I had fun with them. Um, that sounds wrong. That's but, sounds very wrong. <laughs> but like right now, I wouldn't get a pet because I think. <laughs> freaking apartment if i had like a nice house with like a lawn and stuff i would yeah. love to what about a pet. pet fish like a goldfish in a little glass uh, it seems a bit pretentious like it's yeah. not really a pet you, you, you have the semblance of a pet it's prison it's like the you, you look at it and then it's, yeah. it swims and you can't even have a relationship with it you can't even pet it here's you a, pet it and you kill it here's a thought here's a thought that will break your brain the person who discovered um uh, the person who discovered water must not have been living in it because like you know the same way you walk around like right here right this is literally the way fish experiences water they don't see it it's just like air to them although not to not to shit on your point but it's, it's kind of obvious really because no human lives in water well yeah but when you get into water it's like there's a clear difference with the experience you're used to when you're in air like even the the visibility and shit i guess but, i get what you're saying but to a fish it's just like no it feels like it's just going through i air. suppose Let's get back on track. So about the podcast. Back on the track. I was saying, when you say one of the problems facing black entrepreneurs um, is, you know, having a ceiling. And then you also say the other one was like our families. But the ceiling, it's connected. The ceiling is caused by the lack of infrastructure and support systems. The and, is, uh, and knowledge and even your parents not having the... Then, like, there are certain things about black African parents mm-hmm. that I just consider outright wrong. Even how they view finances. Yeah. The typical African parent will advise you financially and tell you to save and never take loans. I think that's terrible advice for somebody who wants to grow wealth. Mm-hmm. The world you know, is built yeah. on debt. 
Yeah, the, the richest people, Elon Musk, when they want to buy a Twitter, let's say, they would take huge, huge amounts of loan. Hundreds they of would, millions of dollars. When you want to build apartments, you would invest a little bit of money, get percentage in funding, probably 80, 90% of it. Just to minimize your yes, risk. Yes, yes, but a black African father would tell you, like, no, never take loans because it will destroy you. It's because of the usage of the loans. The loans are not supposed to be used on consumption. It's supposed to be used... Right. As an add-on to your current investment, it's supposed to be used very strategically. You're supposed to be able to put yourself in a position to pay it, regardless of the success or failure of that venture. So it's just a the, okay, we, the, as, right. as black know. African Sorry. entrepreneurs, we just lack the knowledge. Okay, know you want... We are back, Ramsey. We are rolling. Are we happy though? No. Perhaps we should study <laughs> happiness in order to. We're not happy. drunk enough to be happy. <laughs> Ramsey, okay. how how important is it to be happy? I don't think it's that important. I think happiness is great, but like you can't be permanently happy at moments of happiness. Should you live you... life in the pursuit of happiness? No, no I that's, that's literally hedonism. hedonism. That's literally a movie title. Some people... Will Smith and some, Will Smith. some kid. You know what else is the yeah. pursuit of happiness? A happiness degree. Like that's yeah. the pursuit of a happiness degree. Uh, yeah, so who... <laughs> Yeah. Wait, let me just check the but name again. Who was this that, that came back with a happiness degree? I actually read the story and initially I was criticized. I was, I, was, I was very critical of it, but I, I, I think it kind of makes sense when you put yourself in his shoes. This man was in politics. I don't want to put myself in He was in political office for decades and then he lost election and he got depressed and he was like, what am I going to do with my life? This is all I know. I only know how to be a Politician. Let's recap. Yeah. Kenneth Murugi is the one who used to throw, throw stones, or is that uh, the other one? Why did you? Nah, I'm confusing it with Why did you? So who is Kenneth Murugi? The guy for security. The he was a governor of Meru. I believe he was like a minister at some point, probably. Who's the guy that did the uh, that made Matatus have to wear uniform? Oh no, uniform? that was. Michuki. Michuki. Ah, yeah. I was confused those two. Those names. Okay, there's yeah. actually a formal degree. So I, I just yeah. asked. Chat GPT, uh, uh, he gave me 3.5, I don't know why. I need my freaking GPT-4. But anyway, um, uh, I asked to explain what a happiness studies degree is. It's like a happiness studies degree, also known as a degree in positive psychology or well-being studies, is an academic program that focuses on the scientific study of happiness, well-being, and positive human experiences. It explores the factors that contribute to human flourishing and life satisfaction. So, it's a so what are you trying to achieve with a happiness degree? If you get certified in happiness, I guess you kind of learn how to make other people. <laughs> that, does that mean you'll never <laughs> or advise sad, other man. people on how to better be happy? You know, if, if that's all you do, then yeah. you don't need a degree for that. You know how to make other people happy? You finger them. You don't need a degree. For that. <laughs> not don't all of them. 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 Not all genders. <laughs> Some. <laughs> No one's fingering me for sure. <laughs> I don't care how that's depressed not, not I am. Question, my good sir. <laughs> Let's make it clear. No one's getting fingered here. Mm. No, but like, like, like. Okay, so I, I think it also does sound really like a useless degree. Um, it's kind of like what would you compare it to? Gender studies. Yeah, what are you studying? There's only two genders. Or are, are there more? Let us know in the comments. How many? Or, are or I mean, you know, like students. Like, there's so many. There's a proliferation of degrees. There used to be a time when. Uh, I, like I, I always I'm fascinated by is like the way knowledge has just like been fractured over the years. Before, um, like in Aristotle's time, it was just natural science, you know, nature. We're learning nature, 
and then uh, a little later it, it gets it it, it gets uh, split between mathematics and the natural sciences right and then a little later it gets split further now you've got biology physics and chemistry and then biology gets split further you've got microbiology you've got bioengineering the more we learn the more categories we create so that eventually there are probably going to be an infinite number of categories in, in, in some distant future. And is, is, is that a good or a bad thing? I think, I think the way I was thinking about it was that it, to me, it looks very entropic. It's like disorder. It's like the more we try to make our knowledge, our body of knowledge orderly, because that's what categorization is, right? And specialization, the more we make it disorderly. Because there used to be a time when you could sit down and read a bunch of books and sort of know everything the world knew about the natural science or like, like master several things at once, you know, like back in the 1200s or 1300s, you could like, you know, be tutored and learn all of this stuff at once. Personally, my feelings on it are but, like before. But now no 1900s. single person can learn everything, even like, in biology, let alone all the sciences. Like in the 1900s, you had the branches of science that exist today or the branches of study that exist today weren't there. But it's all a matter of time, really. It's the same progression that we had to bring all these like uh, branches of science, like psychology. Before that wasn't a thing. So yeah. even happiness studies will have a purpose sometime down the line. So I don't think it's a bad thing. Let me, let, me, let me ask you both a question in regards to education. What do you kind of what do you think about the system of education, specifically the system of education that we go through as Black African Kenyans? Well, it depends. There's different yeah. ones. I, I, if it's the eight four four, I thought that was bullshit. Personally. Why is that? Why do you think it's bullshit? Because it's it doesn't train you to be curious and learn and be self motivated. It trains you to cram and memorize and, and so be you individualistic. Can, yeah, and it trains you to cram and memorize work. and spit it out on yeah, an exam. And regurgitate and then, what you just crammed the previous night. Exactly. And you don't learn real skills. You don't learn skills that way. I felt very stifled in that system. I like to be able to exercise my creativity. John, how was your experience? So my, I didn't do eight four four. I did, oh, yeah. I did like a Belgian system. But my argument would be it's kind of the same because it was like you have to do every single course. Um, but then there were some practical elements to it. Like instead of the final exam, what we would do is we would uh, you would have two tests. One was called jury, where you would stand before a panel of um, like a few different high school teachers and would ask you any random question between your, uh, I mean, from your last six years of high school. So their thinking was, if you understand something, you should be able to teach it. And then the second phase was um, from a course called Psychopedagogy, Pedagogy, whatever. Pedagogy. Pedagogy. Uh, so you had to teach. It's like teaching structures. Yeah, structure you, had to teach, teaching. you had to teach kids from uh, the primary school, like wow. in different lessons. So I think that was a good what's, one. What's one unique subject that you probably learned in that system? That's the one I'm talking about, psychopedagogy. And then there's also philosophy. We learned philosophy in high school, which was a really good yeah. thing. But apart yeah. from that, we also do had to do a lot of cramming and everything. Like yeah. with maths, we had uh, economics and I don't know what so else. I switched over from 844 yeah. to the IGCSC around... Uh, there was still some cramming to do, right? Um, it, but but the I found that the way the uh, material was structured, the textbooks and the way they presented it was way more interesting um, than what I was getting from 844 textbooks. And okay, before before this escapes us, Cliff doesn't actually mm. drink alcohol, so we're having something called... The grape uh, juice. It's literally white grape, grape juice. juice. Yeah, but it doesn't have a name. 1857. So here's the funny thing. It says 100% non-alcoholic, as if there's something like 98% non-alcoholic. 
If it has 1% of alcohol, it's, it's alcoholic. Is it 98% non-alcoholic? No, it's 100% non-alcoholic. Is it 98% non-alcoholic or is it 2% alcohol? You guys have tried it. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking it right now to chase the, the Sierra. Sierra tastes yeah. kind of meh. Like, I kind of find that rather the, a weird roundabout way to say things. Like, instead of saying 100% non-alcoholic, why don't you just say 0%, 0% non-alcoholic? Exactly. Ramsey, you want to try some? such a roundabout way. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. So, like I was saying, um, for us, like, um, the, the, the textbooks were a lot more interesting. The knowledge was, was a lot more interesting. And there was more freedom to try different things. Like, even in the labs, they let you go there to try your own experiments and shit. I loved the system. Um, I, I learned some interesting things like decision theory was like a unit all on its own and it was like a form of mathematics. It was one of my favorite uh, forms of mathematics. So yeah, I'd say the IGCSE system is also pretty cool. What are some of the things you learned in IGCSE that would benefit you in terms of being an entrepreneur? Wow, that's a good question. Did they teach you anything in regards to strategy or negotiation? Or just I don't think any school teaches that really. No, yeah. yeah, I don't think you'd learn that by virtue of being in like a, a another nationality's education. You know, this system. this might be a bit controversial, but I think the most valuable yeah. type of school there is after high school really is trade school. It trade might sound like Kaziamkono in Kenya, but then really those are the people who are well equipped, who are equipped to go into the workforce because they have focused on their particular industry. Because trade school isn't just woodworking and stuff like that. There's other things as well, plumbing. Uh, electrical work and all that stuff and um, it's, stuck it's, in. it's probably more valuable to the economy than happiness sure. studies than gender studies Look, I, sectology. I, this is part of my argument earlier about the, the, the way knowledge has kept fractures that eventually we're going to have infinite categories where not only is it impossible to know everything it is also impossible to know every category of everything it's like but for I mean, example over time so you have feminist studies, we have um, gender studies. Now, it, it, it also shows like another aspect of this where we're also getting more like 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 degree courses that are farther and farther and farther then, removed from the actual society and what actually happens because I, I recently explored something called oceanography which wasn't a thing until oceanography like, yeah which wasn't a thing until the late uh, not the late but the early 1900s like 1940s funny enough they came to realize how important the ocean is and that's something that's very recent so you never know you don't know what you don't know happiness studies might be the next big frontier for humanity. That's my argument. Ramsey, what, what do you think the thought process Shit. should be when somebody is looking to pursue a degree? Pursue They're something mental, that's valuable. Yeah. To, I, I would say follow the, um, the what is Yellow this? Brick Road. Koinange Street. No, there's this like Japanese principle of oh. <laughs> Oh my again. god. Oh, this is a regression back to childhood. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's like um Japanese yeah, Japanese culture is actually so cool. When, when when I was a kid I did a little bit of martial arts. Or, it was quite cool. You learn about kata. Oh, no, I, I did taekwondo, taekwondo. But as an adult, actually quite recently, I tried doing a little bit of ikigai. karate. Ikigai. It's ikigai. So before you speak on Ikigai, just a little bit of because when you touch martial arts, especially yeah. if it's done the traditional way, you learn in the traditional well. language. Actually, what have you done? I actually started with karate. Shoto karate. Shoto oh, Shorokan. So you know about kata. Yeah, I know about the and kata. Komite. Yeah, yeah, komite. And kobudo. Yeah. That, that's using weapons. But you know, there's some very good <laughs> elements from that, like the, what is this called again? I think the budokan or something, the, the budo. Yeah. Or those like Ten Commandments of like a martial artist. Mm, and you learn a lot of when you do martial arts. It's a discipline, actually. Yeah. 
Yeah. So like um, the concept <clears throat> I was saying was ikigai. ikigai. I think you should use the yeah. concept of ikigai. Just explain the way right? Ikigai works. It's a concept about like achieving like um, complete equilibrium and balance in your life, so you feel fulfilled. It's like mm-hmm. there are think of your life as involving like four different spheres, right? So the first is or like four different um, circles. Like the first is what you love. Mm-hmm. The second is what you're good at. Mm-hmm. The third is what you can be paid for, and the fourth is what the world needs. So, if you mix what you love with what the world needs, then you're going to find your mission. Because I love to do this and the world needs it. I have a mission to make sure I do more of this for the world. But you said there's, so a, there's wait, a... You haven't defined Ikigai though. Yeah, so Ikigai is that concept basically. about how to achieve balance between these four areas of your life. If, 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 if you mix what you can be paid for with what the world needs, that's when you get a vocation. Like, for example, being a teacher. Um, if you mix what you can be paid for with what you're good at, you get a profession like being a doctor or something. Ramsey, like there's also a disconnect slightly because a lot of people normally grow up and become young adults without realizing actually what they're good at or what they would even want to become. Without being exposed to certain conversations, without having gone through some experiences, you may be left at a state of limbo where you don't know exactly what you want to do with your life. And so such a person, how would you even explain or direct them to go about finding what they want and they're even able to know and get better at before even choosing mm-hmm. a path. Well, I would tell them to try everything. You know, join the scout movement in your school. Go to the... The test of ropes. They'll help you with your BDSM. School choir, yeah. Mm-hmm. Try try computers. Go try to learn computers. Try to, to do a bit of 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 um uh, woodworking. Imagine, BD, next time imagine BDSM with a scout. Oh, it's only escape those knots. Oh. BDSM what? With a scout. With a scout. They know how to tear the ropes. You'll never. Yeah, we we did this on a previous yeah, episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> John, John, how about somebody trying to learn a new language? Mm. I. This is actually somewhat easy to grasp but then it can become really complex is, is it the greatest about, invention we're talking about it with Ramsey this morning how language might just be the greatest invention it might be something that distinguishes us from the animal because really right we can attach meaning to certain sounds like okay. Ramsey we, that sound yeah. represents a whole like, yeah you just make a noise and but noise. just major on that thought a little bit when you say invention does that mean there exists a period where human ex- humans existed and there was no there was. there was no language. I mean, I we evolved from animals uh, without language. But there, there still was a level of communication, and, of and that communication that existed, mm-hmm. wouldn't you not have called it language? Whether it was noises. I mean, absolutely, it mm. is language. Yeah. Um, it's a primitive form of language. Of course, all animals can communicate, and if communication is, if you define language communication. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It can be all sounds are not language. Even the sounds we used to make are not language because language is a structured form and agreed on conventions, agreed upon conventions. Unlike cats, cats don't meow towards each other. In fact, cats only meow when there's humans around. So there's no structure. They talk to each other. They just meow. It might just be like an inflection or something that will signal to the other cat that the other one is mad. But really, there's no consensus. And that makes it not a language. So once we started forming like a structured system of the sharing and conveying information then you can call it a language it's structured yeah. it's systematic what i was trying just... to say what i was trying to say um, when we were having this discussion in the morning is that 
language, uh, the biggest thing about human language is it, it has this powerful system of symbolic representation. So for example, if I make a certain noise, that noise represents Jean. And if I uh, draw a certain symbol, that symbol represents Jean, like when I write your name down. And so because I can attach um, sounds and symbols to concrete things, I can also attach the same sounds and symbols to abstract things. Like if I know I can differentiate between the feeling of love and hate and the feeling of pain and so on. I can uh, attach a symbol to the concept of the number one, the number two and so on. And because language allows us to label things, it allows us to think in powerful ways where we can take these abstract symbols and combine them in new ways. Like I was telling um, Jean that without language, I might not be able to have a, a pretty cool imagination. Like. I can represent Jean in my head, even though Jean himself can't fit in my head, and I can represent, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and I can yeah. represent, represent the famous monster Alexis Texas in my head. I prefer the example earlier with uh, so like, Hillary Clinton. By the same token, I can also imagine Jean fucking Alexis Texas or Hillary Clinton. Like that has allowed me to mix and match these representations in a unique way that gives me something. And that's how like language helps highly with thinking. something as a, sort of a gift for Cliff who does not drink. This is the last one, so I will not mention any more drinks. <laughs> yeah. So this is Heineken 0.0. No alcohol. It has 100%. It's also 100% non-alcoholic. Yeah. So I'd like Cliff to sample this okay. uh, on the clean one and then tell us what you think. Because Cliff doesn't drink, so it'll be interesting to hear something. Have you heard of the... Ramsey, yeah. just before we go that, that, does that mean that if you didn't have any concept of language in your head, your thinking and creativity would be limited? It, it, would, be, it would be impacted for sure. It's like, here's the thing. Have you ever heard of the Sapir-Whorf hypothesis? No, I haven't. It, it, it's the relativity of language. It says that the language of a community or a culture actually influences how that culture thinks. So the fact that Swahili, for example, yeah. with its uniqueness uh, is the way it is, Thank it affects you. how we think. Like, for example, um, the, the Swahili language has no words, it has no differentiation between genders. There's no he or she. Alikuja, akaenda. You see, but in English, we differentiate gender. And they also found that, now, um, that one, people we, who speak... That, just uh, one moment. Okay. They also found that people who speak languages with a lot of a lot more mm -hmm. words to describe color, like a lot more words for different colors, are able, are better able to tell the subtle differences between different colors than people who speak languages that have fewer words. And before we skip color. that, the funny thing about like uh, languages not having a different genders, they don't even have transgenders. That's the funny thing. So is it like a Western concept? <laughs> no, really, is there like a Western concept? Because otherwise they don't exist in African languages. There's no... Uh, they for representing one person. Yeah. So transgender, what is it called? Uh, transgenders, all these LGBTQ agenda is clearly a Western thing because it was never. John, considered this must be an acquired test, probably. You don't like it. It's it tastes good. like beer, I suppose. Yeah. It grows yeah. on you. Yeah, like a fungus. I mean, if he doesn't like drinking alcohol, there's no way he's ever gonna appreciate beer. Especially, but this one is usually good if you like beer without the alcohol. Because for me, I, the grape juice is pretty cool. For me, I find it too sweet. I, I lived for four years without any kind of alcohol or whatever, just drinking an alcoholic beer. This was one of my favorite. Did you have a minimal sugar intake? Uh, yes, more or less, yeah. Yeah, yeah so like um, I was just saying, languages can also impact your ability to think. 
Swahili doesn't have words for certain um, abstract concepts. But you know, like, English does. We talked about this, and you like to shit on African languages compared to uh, Western ones. And I was like, okay, they, what you're saying you is true. You must remember shitting. Me shit well, on African languages. Let's just agree that there was a foul smell coming from you too. <laughs> so I was saying that yes, it's true that there's some things you can't express in Swahili, but Swahili also has some ways of expressing, condensing a lot of information into one word. What's the English word for chota magic? Fetch water? No, that's not correct. What if it's from a tap? You're not fetching it from anywhere. Drawing water. Drawing. But then Drawing Swahili condenses every version of the word fetch water, whether it's from the river, whether it's from a tap, into it's one like a word. shorthand. Exactly. <laughs> so it's really clever in those ways as well. I mean, yeah, you, you could argue that. But then there's also like research that shows that language might also affect things like memory. And so if you have like uh, more language to define and, 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 and differentiate between different scenarios with the same thing, it, it gives you more like, like bricks, building blocks to be able to build things in your memory and hold them longer. So if you're going to have a shorthand for all the different ways you can, you know, get water, you might not... It's not bad. You keep tasting it. It's you, your memory taste. might <laughs> your memory was, uh, be affected or something. And a unique fact about language or accents is that an accent is spe- simply somebody speaking a language using the rules of a different language. Whoa. Wait, what? That's a deep thought. An accent. It's simply somebody speaking one language using the rules of another language. And you know, a lot of people in the comments like to say we have accents, but really, it's just that we don't have the Kenyan accent. Because you don't realize it, but once you go abroad or anywhere else, you realize there's actually a Kenyan accent. Hence, this is the perfect example I was trying to tell you earlier. A fish doesn't see water, just like you don't see air. When you are speaking, you don't think you have an accent, but everyone else does. You're blind to your own... You get my point? Yeah, I get your point, yeah. yeah. But then think about it that way, because there's also a Kenyan accent. Is there a Kenyan accent? Yeah, I mean, is there a specifically a Nairobi accent? Yeah, there's a specific accent. I'm sure there is. Like, the time I was in Tanzania, we're having. There's definitely a Bungoma accent. There's a time? Yeah. (laughs) You remember Louis Super Mario? I don't know if Cliff knows about Louis Super Mario. Do we repeat the the stereotypical racist? Yeah. So basically, we were joking about how imagine what Louis Super Mario would look like. He would be like dressed like a watchman. You know how Mario is like a. Be running around with this room, who asking for bribes like just before you do that. <laughs> <laughs> the last three watchmen I've had was we yes. have bananas and everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 and then the, 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 he jumps, 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 he Great you said he wouldn't be called, but he would be called a rapando of Mukoi. Constant rapando. This is just gratuitous. Tribal. Tribal. <laughs> Anyways, don't stone us if you're from Kisumo. We're engorging ourselves in it. But yeah, um, anyway, that was, uh, that was the gist of it about language. Like, it's such a powerful thing if you think about it. It's like, it really helps facilitate human thought. Um, There's another and, thought we had this morning. Last, last thought before we go to another topic. Will something replace language in the future? The more humans become I think complex, it's just the, the evolution of language. High, it's very yeah, hard for evolution. me to, underst- but I imagine, to, to I think, understand that. Like, no, what do you mean will something replace language the thing, in the future? Like, whatever uh, replaces language will be language. Will be language. But here's the thing. There's, uh, language has to be spoken or written, right? That's yeah. part of the definition. If all, we are all interlinked with a very yeah. high... 
what is that thing called singularity singularity yeah, that, that and our brains are all connected, connected. And, connected and we can communicate in a way that's different from the typical speech we can maybe like send brain waves or yeah. something like that that's a new form of communication which is not language I just I'm just trying Let's to catch you in 2040 when that happens. No, 2040 is too close. Let's say 20 2100. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out like um even if you beaming your thoughts to me, how are your thoughts going to be represented in my head? There must be some kind of internal No, there's things you can feel. Like ants have um not just ants, but some animals have like some form of uh, it's like I don't know, a kinetic sense where they can sense the presence of or the incoming waves uh waves or what earthquakes and tsunamis and things like that wow. so they have like a sensor even sharks the way they detect to sense like changes in the magnetic yeah even even here. sharks the way they detect uh what okay. electrical vibrations and what even humans in in school we thought that we have five senses we actually have like 12 and one of them Wait, is could pro- you enumerate these senses i can't enumerate all of them but one of them that's uh, most people don't know about is called proprioception which is proprioception no proprioception is pronounced proprioception Okay, sure. yeah. what's that? It's just uh, the ability to know where your body parts are relative to uh, like in space. Like here's yeah. an example. If you if I close my eyes, I'll know my left hand is here and I can reach it even without seeing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know where my body parts are in space. That's called perception. I then, think I think there's also a, a sense related to no uh, your, your ear well, and and the ability to write yourself like you can balance oh, yeah, the yeah, upright the because, yeah. because of the equilibrium another thing is no perception which i believe is the sensation of pain some people don't have the sensation of pain do you know that yeah and that's a very dangerous thing actually pain I, this pro- there should probably be like a subcategory there this is a sensation of an itch do you know how fucking weird itches are it's like especially nobody understands what causes itches especially in the genitals right Well everywhere really it's like like literally itches and itches just like your your nerves just start like firing and tingling yeah. out of nowhere you know it's like like they're fucking malfunctioning You're like what the fuck causes that I find that pretty interesting yeah. maybe no? an imbalance in sensory parts yeah. in your body we had an interesting conversation yeah. as well this morning about like um well that might happen in 2100 but now those were kids who were born today will experience that I imagine if you have a kid who is like likely to pioneer that next age and then you they get switched at birth like you're at the hospital <laughs> <laughs> and then you're supposed to have an Albert Einstein and you never have having a civil civil because every time you think about being, <laughs> every time you think about being switched yeah. at birth You think about it from the perspective of the child yeah. like oh my god I could have been in a rich neighborhood I could have been think about the parents imagine your child just grows up they're failing yeah. they got 100 in the recent KCP their brain seems broken you're like what's wrong with this kid there's no way there's no way right. it's not a thought that both of you have had at some point right yeah. kid and you're like Well, yeah yeah I I've happened that because I look so much like my siblings but then at the it's, same time I was like why am I different from these two here mm. why Like mentally and shit. Can you imagine that? Because all most babies look the same, actually. Really, like so they're really yeah. easy to switch. They're really easy to switch. Ah, I don't know, start a I, business based on that. Like, <laughs> but that's the thing. On the other hand, you could also be really lucky and luck out. Like maybe your child was the fucking retard, and then he got switched. And now another family has to deal yeah. with him, and you get like the fucking you know, ex-president there's, there's of a, Kenya. There's an easy way to deal with that. Which is just have a ton of babies. One of them will be successful. That's a that's a strategy that's used in the village. And I think yeah. uh, the richest woman in Africa came from a family of fifty four kids. Can you imagine how hard that guy was fucking? 
Like every day is like one of you will give me my. They must have been by yeah. different women, right? They can't yeah. imagine one woman. That, that was probably a president. That guy had raised. Probably you yeah. never know because if you have fifty-four kids, you best believe <laughs> one of them is gonna be. Successful. I guess that's why um, the highest birth rates are among the poorest, uh, you know, societies. They're trying their luck. It's the lotto. Actually, it's like literally like the animal world. If you think about it, it's a bit degrading because that's yeah. literally the strategy animals use in the wild. They have a lot of cubs because they mice. Know Quite, yeah, uh, quite a few of them will die. So Especially helps. creatures with very little like defense mechanisms. Rabbits, rabbits have babies like no one's business. Mm. Those things, yeah. you know, you might think rabbits are cute from the cartoons and everything, but then uh, my mom used to have rabbits. She still has them actually. And then you go and like, oh, that's a cute animal. That thing will pee in those five seconds. You're looking at it. it will pee, turn around and fuck the the other <laughs> animal that's next to it. We'll show you. I'm not as cute as you think you are. The only thing it doesn't do is grab a cigarette and start smoking. Because <laughs> literally, those animals are nasty. Fucking bugs, buddy. They pee. <laughs> Like, it's like oh, you cute. think I'm cute? Actually, it's cute? like it's like you know, Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny was the perfect representation of a rabbit. It's just obnoxious in your Annoying. face, annoying, and the, you can't get at it. No but matter see, how much you, they, they you have very little defenses, so they they only the only way to stay in alive. In fact, is fuck. the study of rabbits was the first um, rabbitology noted. The study of rabbit reproduction was the first noted source. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Well, at least as far as. Um, Leonardo Fibonacci's concern yeah. that led to you know the Fibonacci sequence, yeah. and that's because you know the way the Fibonacci sequence works, and it appears a lot even in nature and stuff. Patterns. It's like it's a it's a sequence of numbers. It starts with one, and then one, and then two, and then three, and then five, and then eight, and then thirteen. Like every number is the sum of the two previous ones. Yeah. So you've got one and one, and then two is one plus one, and then three is two plus one. And then five is three plus two, and then eight is five plus three, and so on. Yeah. And that's how rabbits reproduce. Because you have one rabbit, and then another rabbit, and then um, that's two rabbits, and then they have a rabbit. That's three rabbits. So they they do commit incest as well. Then yeah. <laughs> so you have five rabbits later. Then rabbits eight. do everything that you. Don't so it grows like do. almost exponentially. Like the population is just like left like that grows almost exponentially because they fuck so much. Mm-hmm. Sounds like R Kelly. Maybe the R in R Kelly stands for rabbit. And he pees on you too as well. That's a spirit animal. Because he pees and he fucks. <laughs> and he pees where he fucks too. In your vicinity as well. What? In your vicinity as well. <laughs> yeah. vicinity. I mean, everyone pees and fucks, but then if he doesn't close to you, that's when it becomes an issue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, the issue with peeing is just the proximity. If you pee close to the girl or like near the girl, it wouldn't be an issue. But he peed on her. Yeah, it's not um, about the direction. I think the age matters also. In fact, she witnessed a, a, a man's penis. You know, like Louis I mean, C.K. Sure when he just like exposes. The penis. funny thing is, it, I don't know how he does. It. I don't know why every time someone says like a man exposes penis or flash, like I imagine a man walking in a raincoat and he's completely naked, and then he sees someone like ah, you know, just this guy. But the funny thing is, she had already experienced a man's penis when she came out of her dad's uh, whatever, like. Uh, Urethra or something like that. So we've all experienced a man's penis. As gay as that sounds. That, that is the most farfetched shit I've ever. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should close this. Do meme reviews. Yeah, we, we need to talk about memes. So something about memes. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like I was talking yeah. about the concept. Um, is the power of memes. Yeah. Um, uh, there were two two concepts. Um, so the first one was something called Moloch. So I was telling Jean about like a, a, a blog I like to read. It's called Slate Stock Codex, 
I had like this really smart like psychiatrist or some psychologist, mm. um, but he writes about a lot of things, it's economics, um, you know, sounds uh, like a hard philosophy, that kind of stuff. So uh, here's what he said. Just give me a moment. Slate Star Codex. Sounds like a hardware in Kisumu, doesn't it? Slate Star. So the concept of Moloch. Uh, Moloch was a Canaanite god, right? It was a Canaanite deity um, to whom child sacrifices were made, symbolizing the idea of a system demanding sacrifices, right? Because like, Yeah, yeah, because like, you know, they're needing child from fight wars and stuff. So the concept of Moloch in the context of the study of memes refers to a particular way of understanding how certain systems or societal constructs can inadvertently lead to negative or destructive outcomes, despite the individual intentions within those systems being rational or benign. Um, so, like, like, there's so many different forms. So, uh, consider the race to the bottom, right? Uh, if Or the prisoner's dilemma. Let's say you have two prisoners, right? And um, the, 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 the police officers tell them that if... if if they go to each prisoner because they're in separate rooms, they can't talk to each other. Go to each prisoner and tell tells the prisoner like you're a prisoner. I'll be like, if you um, don't rat on your friend, I'm going to give you. Um, if you don't rat on your friend and he doesn't rat on you, I'm going to give you one year each, yeah. right? Um, if you rat on your friend and he doesn't rat on you, I'm going to give you five years, and if you don't rat on your friend and he rats on you, I'm going to give you 10 years, right? And, you know, like, basically that's it. So, like, every player needs to, like, weigh weigh his options, right? So, if if I decide to stay quiet, I have to trust that the other guy is going to stay quiet because if he rats on me, I'm going to get 10 years instead of, you know, uh, the one year, right? And um, I don't know if I can trust him. So, I'm going to take the best option which is to be safe and rat on him because if I rat on him and he doesn't rat on me then um, five, get five years exactly right so I'm gonna rat on him and then if he rats on you I think you get, you both get like uh, you actually suppose if you rat on him you're supposed to get like a, a lower sentence than five years because the idea is if you both rat on each other you get the five years like it's kind of like the uh, somewhere in the middle right no you said if you both rat on each other you get one one year no, if you're both quiet, if, if you both, both quiet, don't rat. Yeah. So the idea here is we both end up ratting on each other because we can't trust each other. Despite each of us knowing that the best strategy is to stay quiet because of... Everybody the is just looking for themselves. Exactly. Like um, another another, another yeah. way it happens is if you look at like um, nations like amassing weapons and, and spending on defense... Uh, every country spends a quite a, a lot of money on defense, which is money that could have been spent in education, infrastructure, and all of that. So, of course, we know the best situation for all the world is for every country to get rid of its weapons, and no country to have a standing army, and no um, weapons, no military, and then we have a peaceful that's world. That's an right? ideal world. Yeah, yeah, but we all know that's the best solution. Yeah. But here's the thing. Every time, if a country, if any one country decided that it's going to, you know, follow this path and get rid of it, it stands a risk of being attacked by another country that didn't get rid of its military. And therefore, every country be, may not want to spend that money on the military, but it has to, have to, because it can't trust every other country. So, while everyone agrees that the situation is shit, it's bad, no one individually can stop it, even though everyone has, like, a rational incentive. So, how does that connect to memes? So this system, uh, this system of things where like uh, in, in, a, in any place where uh, you've got a lot of actors 
and um, there's the opportunity to sacrifice a value of yours in order to optimize your profits within that system. Um, most people will tend to sacrifice these values until they, are, they have no values left to sacrifice. So you, we all end up living in a world where we are all unhappy, but no one individual can do anything different because they're kind of like stuck in, in a competition for survival. That is the concept of Moloch. It's like capitalism, government corruption, you know, like the way if you might go into politics and you want to be, uh, you know, you, you want to be a virtuous politician, but if you're virtuous, you stand being beaten by a corrupt so politician. So you have to join. Now everybody agrees corruption is shit. But no one can stop corruption despite everyone having the best intention. That's Moloch. That's the demon. It 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 um it symbolizes you know the one that used to take children as sacrifices because in this case it's taking our values at sacrifice. The sacrifice we we are we are sacrificing our integrity. Or with the prisoners we are sacrificing our loyalty and so on. So humans are kind of stuck in this trap. That's a meme now. That's like something that's just latched onto us. You know what else is a meme? What else? A door facing against the camera. It's very intense. <laughs> wow, that was a fitting conclusion to the the, the top right corner. What I believe here, was a very, here. very, very, very long rambling by me. So this is like a very intense quote. Uh, about, don't play this. Why is a dwarf racing against the camera? Who fucked this up? But look at how intense it gets. Come on, come on, Timmy! I wonder how real that is actually. The last guy is Usain Bolt's younger dwarf brother. Oh my god. He's like supercharged, he's like the energizer buddy. He is running he's, so he's fast. He's the energizer pygmy. I saw literally the funniest video uh, today. Uh, you know this new trend on TikTok where it's like um, the girl he blocked. And then they show like, you know, it's like a, one of those glow up uh, videos. It's like the girl he blocked and then they show you when, you know, Ulgo mm. And then the girl, like, on your feet. the girl now, then they show you in a glow up and shit. I saw one where literally there was no glow up. Just, just watch this. It just got brighter. You just got a better phone. Let me see it. I can't see it. Oh, that's okay. She was like a primary school teacher. I swear this is somewhere they were like, I guarantee you those two pictures were taken on the same day. <laughs> Just in different outfits. <laughs> same old shit. Just a different day. I think I have I I have I have one. I have one. Here's the thing, right? Um three roosters. Three black roosters three are standing on a tree, right? Black hawks. I, I need you I need you to do this I need you to do this like 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 marathon question three black roosters standing on a tree right mm-hmm. how many beaks do they have three how many um, legs do they have six how many wings do they have six okay and right under that tree there's a white cat how many beaks does it have one how many children does it have how many so you know a lot about black cock, but you know nothing about white pussy. Black rooster sitting on the fence. How many beats they got on? I mean, what? Beats. What? Yeah. How many wings? Wings? Hey? Yeah. How many feet? Hey? A 
Okay. You got a white cat. He's looking up at them roosters. How many teeth that cat got? I don't know. <laughs> I see you know more about black cock than you know white pussy. <laughs> genuinely exhausted no there was one more i think i had but wait did i just close my instagram app oh. genuinely high very high high exhausted and genuinely hungry for that shawarma i just can't stop staring at that that Look brown this. paper bag speaking of cats when she think having a furry cat gonna stop me like i won't take a rat tail comb to it and go to work Oh, a furry pussy. And then yeah. there's a there's a continuation of that from another meme, which was hilarious. I mean, look for it. Uh, ah, shit. That was the one was there. Where is this? No, here it is. Where is it? One, two, three. Oh, yeah, Cliff. In the morning with Jean, this is the thing I was telling him. Do you know there's a parasite um, that gets lives in ah, a cat's sure stomach, is. right? Found it. Me, baby, I just shaved. The Mona Lisa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it's like the scrotum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was telling you, um, do you know there's a parasite that lives in a cat's stomach? And that's the only place it can reproduce. And then it gets it gets it gets passed out of the cat via the feces. The feces get washed into the sewers, and then down there, you know, in the water, they get consumed by like rats, right? And then the the the, the parasite matures in the rat's body, and then travels to its brain and switches off all the fear centers of the rat so it's not afraid of cats, then the rat is convinced to go towards cats and even fight them. Like it stops being afraid of them. And then it gets killed by the cats, they eat the rat, and then the parasite goes back into the cat in order to reproduce into again. So, there's a parasite in cats. It's called toxoplasma. So it gets out uh, through excretion. It gets out through uh, fecal defecation, yes. Does the parasite affect the cat in any way? No, it just, that's where it reproduces. It just reproduces in the cat's body, and then the young ones go out through the cat's feces. All cats, or is it just a? I mean, it's common among yeah. cats. I don't know if it's in all cats, but it's common. So, for rats to avoid that disease, they just have to avoid eating shit. I mean, they can't avoid because you know the shit is going to disintegrate. It's going to be in the water. So it's going to contaminate the water. So rats in the sewers are going to you know consume the water and the shit in some way. And then they're gonna get brainwashed into loving cats or like wanting to go and, and confront cats. Like the, I showed you the video on YouTube of like rats running at cats and jumping at them. And the cat, of course, is gonna kill the rat and eat it. So it's like the the the, the parasite mind controls the rat to make it go attack cats so it can be eaten, so the parasite can get back into the cat's body in order to reproduce again. And the cycle continues. So literally, rats and cats are just you know another creature's life cycle. Do Do you feel like there's a balance in life? Like everything is balanced. Balanced. Every good. Balanced in. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is wrong? We are just about to close the show, so I wanted to. Why would you say balanced? (laughs) 
<laughs> That's what Valentine's Is everything Day. a joke? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it has been great. This has been episode 35. Well, I know this show wasn't balanced. That's <laughs> your question. Oh. Alright, yeah. this is Bijal, and of course, thank you. Let me do a little bit more, So, again, my name is Cliff, founder of Podstart. You can follow us on Instagram at Podstart Studios. We work with this amazing gentleman, mm-hmm. ThinkShark. Because right now we work with various interesting people, mm-hmm. different kind of podcasts, different vibe from ThinkShark. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Imagine if a bunch of stammerers are on the those shows will be painful. <laughs> <laughs> painful or hilarious. Oh, and the podcasting community in the country is quite big. Yeah, it's it bigger is. than you would think. There are literally thousands of podcasts. You know, weirdly, this is a bad thing because right. it makes it harder to gain discoverability. There's so many podcasts. But that means there's more, uh, what's the word? The competition is stiffer. It, it shows yeah. the size of the industry is also big. There are people who got into podcasting because of ThinkShack. So by you oh, people really? becoming podcasters, oh, yeah. Yeah. you made the industry started, become a little bit bigger. spread the wave of sickness. Syphilis. But it's enjoyable as well. Toxicoplasma. Toxoplasma. Toxoplasma. Yeah, of podcasts. So thank you for paying attention to our diseased mm. podcast. We will and you can read one. some of my business articles on Medium. Search Cliff for money. Mm-hmm. And I'm also a consultant brand strategist, so you can hit me up on that. Yeah, he's actually really good. He designed the yeah. ThinkShack logo, the new one. We've done a lot of stuff with him. And there's more ahead. More ahead. Happy to be here. So this is Ramsey. Yeah. This is John for the second time since I already said it. And this is Cliff uh, Mine. Have a good one, guys. Eat that cat. Avoid the rat. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Cheers, guys. Oh, wow. Oh, that was, that was an interesting episode. <laughs>